Bloody Elbow presents the Care Don't Care podcast, the show that provides you with reactions to the most recent UFC event, then goes on to determine which fights are hot and which fights are not for the upcoming weekend's card. Paid Bloody Elbow podcast Substack subscribers will hear bonus content, if available, at the end of the broadcast. Be sure to subscribe at bloodyelbow.substack.com for our newsletter and at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com for our podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at facebook.com slash bloodyelbowblog, and as always, on bloodyelbow.com. Thanks for listening. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, Eugene S. Robinson, and John S. Nash. Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass Kicking, But We're Afraid You Get Your Ass Kicked for Asking, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If The Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack, and the brand new Bad Boss Brief. I'm also joined by John Nash, host of the Show Money podcast, co-host of the If The Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Hey Not The Face podcast, and Bloody Elbow's chief financial columnist. Now today we're looking ahead to UFC Vegas 73. But first, let's see how we did on last night's UFC on ABC card, where, let's see, how did we do? Um... Well, let's see. I got... Oh my gosh, I won! Yes! I won! Yeah, congrats! <laughs> congrats to you! Look at me! Uh, I'm a winner! John, well, you, that, you that, lost that, two weeks wonderful. in a row, in a row, and you know what? Eugene was probably less wrong than you. Less uh, wrong than me. So I, that's... Okay, so John is the little red caboose again. Yes. John, John, John. I'll, I'll let you guys have it. You need Johnny, this Johnny, Johnny, you, you Johnny. You guys seem to need this in your life. So I'll let last you. place. If you're not last place, you're last place. Okay, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, look, you know, there'll, there'll be better days, man. You got to look, look look inside yourself for, for, for sucre now, you know? Yeah, well, I guess. Well, I don't even know who I picked. I don't even think. Like I don't even pay attention to these cards right now. These, uh, these not. You know, you know, and John, you know, I'm going to do you one better, and I'm going to actually take this time to wish your mother happy Mother's Day since, oh. you, clear, since you clearly have not done so. I already did. I already, I got her. Yes, liar, got her. Yes. liar, liar, <laughs> liar. That's the kind you, of son you are. How dare you call me out on the fact that I'm lying? When you know, <laughs> she, she, she could be, she could be listening and not realize that feverishly. On the internet, trying to find something, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. I, I would like to touch down on that point that John started to make there. And I'm going to start with you, Eugene, real quick before we dive into this this card. Uh, what is your take on the last several Apex cards? Now, I don't want you to look at the fact that some of them actually turned out okay, I want you to look at the name value on these cards and tell me if you think this is UFC product. Well, it, it, it most certainly is UFC product. And I think I read something in the, there's been a flurry of uh, Twitter activity based on real articles, some of which John has written an actual fact that as the articles that have talked about the fact that what's happening here is that this is, this is the, the you know, this is the new, new reality. This is, this is the UFC of the future, um, you know, and if, if you don't like it, well, tough titty, get used to it because this is what's going to happen. And, you know, to a certain degree, you know, in my mind, it's following the baseball model. I know serious baseball fans. I don't know any baseball fans that are serious enough to watch every single baseball game, even that their home team plays, they're, like they're, whatever true. their team is. You, they just assume there's going to be an attrition. You're not going to watch 178 games. But it's, you know, it's like Dr. Gene Scott. It's there if you need it, any time of the day or night. And the UFC is, you know, I mean, one person made the point that I thought was interesting. If they don't do this, how do they keep all these people on the pay? 
payroll, which is the kind of the Metallica school of, of doing business. Like I'm employing people, which uh, I'm underpaying people, which is, uh, I think, uh, a pretty reprehensible kind of way to approach business. But it's not my company. So, yeah, Eugene was right. I mean, I couldn't hear him at first because there's he's in a wind tunnel there. But the, he was 100 percent correct. Uh about uh, the, the the UFC, this is their product now. I mean, the, they've made the decision, and they've made the decision jointly with ESPN that the ESPN pay-per-views are what they're going to push because the ESPN makes – they get a better return if the pay-per-views do well because they're paying a set amount to the UFC, and so they get the, the upside on those. Uh, so they're, they're focusing all the attention, put all the good fighters in the, the pay-per-views. So this is what we get with the fight, and that's why I said I almost like it. If you, if you come to that realization that these – fight nights don't really matter for the most part, then all you have to watch the pay-per-views, it saves time. But the problem is, as diehards, and the fact that we have to review these shows, we keep checking out these fight nights, and last night was probably better, yesterday was better than most nights, but still, it's it's a non-important main event usually, it's not super relevant, and the card is loaded with just fights. Just, just fights. Guys that are in the UFC, names you might or might not know, Thrown together randomly to fight. That's basically a fight night. And that's why they, you know, I mean, you can't deny it isn't working for them. They're there. We got their financials now and they are, I, it saves as it sounds, UFC probably makes more. They, they, they Revenue, they make like 80% of all MMA revenue in the world. All of it. Every promote, every promotion revenue. They, they said, and if you look at their profits, they probably make more in profits than every promotion in MMA and boxing combined. Mookie, um, he put something on Twitter today, uh, actually yesterday, that caught my eye, and I wanted to get both of your takes on it. Okay, I'll start with you, Eugene. Let me read what he tweeted. He said, star power is one thing, but my view of the UFC, and by extension, Bellator and PFL, is that the sheer volume of shows that all three of them are now running means that there is far more events then there are a satisfactory talent pool of fighters to make those cards enjoyable on a consistent level. Oh, that sounds 100% correct to me. I mean, you know, I've often talked about on, on the show Stomper about uh, there's a thing called uh, A&R uh, in, in the music industry as well as A&D, artist development. And I was like, where are we going to, where, where do you get, you know, Ultimate Fighter TV show kind of passes into it and out of significance. You know, Contender Series was was a, a vanity. Where do you dis- where do you how do you discover tomorrow's stars today? And uh, and you know, there's always the, the unanswered option of maybe you don't. Maybe you know they're peaks and troughs. Maybe you know maybe you got to go through a dry spell before you get another Johnny Boney Joni. Maybe that's got to happen. But you know, in, in any case, what what the bald one said about <laughs> and his advice to fighters when he said this is not a long-term career i think he's also speaking for mma fan fanhood you know i think it's probably going to be okay to go away for a little bit i mean we can't but you know go away for a little bit and come back next time you hear there's a great talent was sticking around to weather the, the you know <laughs> weather the storm until then could be just dreary i fell asleep last night during some of the fights and i'll, I'll talk about that when we get to the fight in question sure. but I, I should not be I'm old, but not that old, right. you know? So, um, yeah, so I agree with him. John? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the, the problem is, well, one thing, PFL and Belter don't have the talent. So they, they, they have to develop their talent at the show, them, but they can't, they're not highlighting enough high level talent on, on main events. The other thing is they, they all run cards. They, they want you to watch they, they act like every card is equally important. Right. And the UFC is the, I mean, Bellator does 18 events per year is their plan. And the PFL is now up to 22. So that's 40. And then the UFC is another 40. So they're, they're the majority of the problem because they're running all the events, but they want us to watch every event. And like, if they would, they don't want to separate it. And truth is fight nights are just their disposable car. They should really be like the old, uh, the ESPN fight nights for boxing, which had some good fights, but generally they're not the same as the Showtime's uh, championship boxing or HBO. They're not even the same as boxing after dark on HBO or, um, you know, so they're not, the, they're not that level or Showtime boxing after dark. Uh, they're not that level of those guys is, uh, cards but there were just events around that you could tune in and i think that's where we're at with the UFC but the fact is they don't 
they don't market. Have you ever seen the marketing of a UFC event? Not only is the, every main event the greatest fighter ever, you know, fighting against the greatest and probably one of the biggest fights ever, they have guys that are like three fight losing streaks. They presented as serious mm. challenges to their career and the, the, the their place in the sport. Mm. They, mm-hmm. they don't ever say, well, this dude's struggling, but we're going to, you know, they, they, everything's presented as like, this is the fight you have to watch. And yeah. I don't know, I, you know, I mean, again, you, you can't knock the results. The company, they, those guys are walking away with money and they're just coming out of their pockets. And, the fact that a lot of people think it's important to have this many fights because it, it employs fighters. Well, I mean, it kind of shows you that everybody's depending on the UFC to do it because they got all the money. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into last night's card, UFC on ABC4. We'll start at the top, which was an awesome display from a guy that, uh, you know, we're looking at. In in contender eyes right now, he's he's in the the top fifteen. He's defeated Year Rosenstruck, and holy crap, Jailton Almeida looks like the real deal. Eugene, I'll start with you since that was a great submission. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was pretty pro forma. The the shot to uh you know the the takedown to how he worked him. I mean. I, if you if you want to know what was surprising in my mind, what was surprising was that that Rosenstruck was so ill prepared, like so ill, like like I haven't seen anybody that ill prepared since the first time I saw Czech Congo try to do do grappling. But Czech Congo, that was at the beginning of his career. By the end of his career in the UFC, he'd actually managed to to pull some things together vis a vis you know grappling. I I was shocked. That Rosenstruck had 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 so little answer on the ground. I mean, you know, the thing is, I, I mean, Jilton is is a good is is good. However, you, you know, there are half a dozen guys, say in light heavy, for whom that would not have been a, a workable. He, he's not going to happen. He's not going to get it. You know, um, that that he got Rosenstruck with it is pretty much, I think, signed his 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 death warrant i think at this point you gotta you gotta you can't who are you gonna give this guy to fight now that everybody knows he's got no grappling but jilted is yeah very definitely i think uh you know is a grappler par excellence i'd like to see him do more you mentioned light heavyweight there because he goes back and forth between light heavy and heavy correct Um, yes i would like i wouldn't mind seeing him either or but he wants to stay at heavy would you like to see him stay at heavy and maybe down the road a, a fight or two from now fight john jones if john jones stays put because his yeah yeah, yeah. there are a lot off. of guys i mean we're at this point now these are deck chairs on the, on the titanic i think i mean you know jones is correctly surmised yeah you know sergey pavlovich that might be a good fight jilted might be a good fight but it's only a good fight because i'm there <laughs> you know it's not a good fight because anybody gives a crap about these guys so these guys beat me in the latter half of my career they didn't beat the murderer's row that I had to beat to get here. So what is it proven? You know, um, I, 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 I can see him making that claim. You know, I can see him. It's like stealing the power. He beats Stipe. He, he beats all the guys who Stipe beat. That's all he's caring about. He beats Jilton. Who, who, who's he beat? Who's he beat? Who's Jilton beat? Rosenstruck? Who cares? You know, so I understand. I understand. I think I understand Johnny Bunny Joy's position here more so than I ever have, probably. You know, John. Yeah, I mean, I jumped. Uh, well, first Almeida looked good. Actually, somebody had a good comment. I thought he he was right. It it was a it was basically recreation of a uh, Randy Couture versus James Tony. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's as funny as it is because Tony was just defenseless on his back, but basically the same event happened. Took him down. Held him down and finally got the sub, and we, you know, yeah. we called it quits. And uh, yep. though, th- though this case, Rosenstruck knew how to tap out, <laughs> so that, that that was the big difference. But yeah, it's like uh, he looks good. He looks, but he's not he's not a draw yet. There's no interest right. in him. I mean, there's some interest amongst us, the hardcores, but this isn't a fight where you're like where people are demanding. And and Jones, there's no way he's going to fight him. And for Jones, yeah. the risk is like, what's the point? I get there's no upside. I'm not going to sell any extra pay per views. And he's super, he's super dangerous. So, and I'm at the end of my career. What I want is like just a one or two or three more fights and call it quits. You better line up guys that have that are going to help me sell the most. I don't know if uh, Miocic could probably sell some. There's some name value. Nagano is the one he. Probably mm-hmm. really wants, but they're not going to pay for that fight. We're never going to see Pavlovich. 
Yeah, unless Pavlovich, if I'm Pavlovich, if I'm any of these guys and I really want to fight Jones, you you try booking a bunch of fights and knock out three guys in a row and make that the fans demand it, that they really want to see it. And then Jones might say, yes, there's a huge demand for this fight. You know? Well, I think I think I think Pavlovich's next fight is is the fight actually him against Gon. Now that's something that that's excitement worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the problem is he well, it's very unlikely that he can finish Gon as easy as quick as Jones did. So in, in casual fans' minds, it's like, well, Jones is the better fighter. Look how fast he finished Gon. No, 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 no. I don't say that. Ever. I don't say by beating Gon that that Sergey has made himself an interesting matchup for Jones. I'm just saying that's a fight I want to see. Bro, the, the best thing that, uh, and the UFC doesn't do this. The UFC doesn't do Grand Prix, but there's, the when Pride did Grand Prix, they had, they had Fader Emelianenko as champ and he dropped out, but then they would run a Grand Prix and, and Krokop won the Grand Prix one year. And Krokop in many ways was the uncrowned heavyweight because he won that Grand Prix. And it, that's what kind of made that event a massive event the, the idea of a rematch between Krokop and Fader because mm-hmm. you're like, here's the obviously the two best heavyweights at that time. And if I'm the UFC, maybe if Jones wants to sit out, quickly book a mini tournament um, with your, your remaining top heavyweights and, and crown the winner, the interim champion, right? Mm-hmm. And now you got a fight that maybe will be big enough that he'll say, okay, I, this is a fight of a guy. But my last fight, this will help. This will add several hundred thousand buys to that pay-per-view that I'm fighting this guy now that just people just saw it knock out two other big heavyweights and, you know, top heavyweights and everybody thinks he's the most dangerous man alive. But it's but at the same time, Jones might say, I mean, there might be a point where Jones goes, I'm old, man. I can't fight these guys. I'm done. Mm-hmm. We well, have- I, I think that that's where we are largely, you know? Yeah. We have had a tournament, a, a, a mini tournament like that um, back in 20, the end of 2011, early 2012, when they introduced the uh, flyweight oh, division. Yeah. They and had they that little mini. First fight. Exactly, with uh, Ian McCall and Demetrius yeah. Johnson. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the, it has happened. There is a precedent for it. That is a very, very good idea, in my opinion. Um, let's move to the next fight here. Johnny Walker blue, Johnny Walker red. Oh boy. This is the one I was falling asleep on. It was, you know what? I'm going to tell you something, Eugene. I am with you. We got this tentative bullshit and oh my goodness, it was awful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. It wasn't. It wasn't just me because I was like, Mm-mm. my God, I, I had to. It was like reading Hume. Like for me, reading Hume in college, I'd I'd fall asleep every other page, and I'd have to go back. And so to get ten pages would literally take me two hours. You know, I kept falling asleep, and I got wake up. I have to run it back and then, uh, watch, run it back again. I mean, it was like, come on, this is. This is misery. It's, I can't. How do, uh, how do these guys, how did I expect so much from these guys? And they delivered so little. I think that was the kind of fight where I expected, like, after I re- I'm going to re- find out that somebody was injured or something. There had to be some sort of explanation for this. But uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, what, what it spelled out for me is that um, it's changing of the guard, but there's no new guard. <laughs> you know, I mean, Anthony Smith is at this point much better served as, as, a, as a commentator. Uh, Walker, I think, you know, the bald one said it best at the, to, what, uh, at the press conference. He's like, yeah, it's nothing spectacular about that. It's like you won your fight and the boss is crapping on you, but it, uh, yeah, for good reason, a good reason. I don't yeah. know that it was solely Johnny's fault, but that, that was a slack affair. That was Johnny's first win that came outside of the first round in his career. <laughs> okay. Wow. wow, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, the other thing here that put Johnny in the top five. Holy <laughs> crap, that propelled Johnny into the top five. Yeah, I okay. mean, just let that sink in for a minute. This is the guy that at some point could challenge Jamal Hill for his belt. I'm sorry, Jamal Hill smokes Johnny Walker. Yeah, yeah, that's not even a real fight in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. but okay. John. Yeah. Wait. It was a fight. If, no, it was a fight. Yeah. No, I, you know, I was just going one thing <laughs> is the first round was actually entertaining, I thought. Like, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not like it was it's not like it was without action, but the action was just predictable. Yeah, well, well the, the first act- round was entertaining and 
because you know, because it was understand that Walker caught him, and Smith really, it really showed heart to take him down. Like wouldn't commit. I mean, Walker's uh, takedown defense was kind of crap too, but still committed to taking him down and get back in the fight. So that was entertaining. But after that, holy crap, you're right. After that second and third round, by the third, Smith, uh, he had. I mean, had not. I, I don't. In some ways, you're like you shouldn't be out there. There's you can't. You legs are gone. You can't fight. And Smith, Smith is, he's a guy that probably was hurt that there was no Franklin weight. He does seem small for a light heavyweight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. One thing I do notice about Smith is that when he was able to get in and close the distance, the the singular shots he was landing were yeah. hard as fuck. He was, yeah. he was definitely moving Johnny Walker's head with those punches. Yes, yes. And yes. Johnny's punches were pitter patter bullshit simply to, uh, you know, tally up, accumulate. But what was mm. killing Anthony Smith, as John pointed out, were those leg kicks. I mean, his knees, ever since his, that, that knee where he broke his leg or whatever the hell he did end up with some kind of a fracture ever mm. since then. And he's had problems with his knees. I, I just feel like uh, his, he's been on borrowed time for a while. And mm. I, I know that it looked like he was going to retire. They asked Dana at the post fight presser and Dana said, well, he went to the back and he says, he's going to talk to his team. I, mm. I really hope his team has given him good advice. Yeah. All right, next up. Okay, guys, I have been talking about Ian Machado Gary since he got to the UFC because I was watching him in Cage Warriors. And I have not been able to get you guys on the train until last week. You guys finally picked. Are you there yet, Neil? I mean, Um, I have to tell you, my appreciation of his fight had everything to do with the fact that I watched it with the sound off. So all of his rewarmed, warmed over attempts at Conor McGregorizing his 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 brand, were, were, if they happened, I didn't hear them. So I could I could concentrate on on uh, his win, which was I thought a legitimate win, and I was glad to see it. I was glad to see him put some some meat to the bones of what you've been talking about. Um, well, his his fight was super short, uh, under three minutes. You know, he had Daniel Rodriguez yep. knocked out, yep. who has never, ever been knocked out. Um, I mean, Daniel Rodriguez is known for his chin, so that was pretty gnarly. Um, he didn't go into McGregorisms. He's so different. I mean, who do you think? Yeah, yeah, Connor so was, drop that. So yeah. stop. So somebody talk to him. Stop doing that stuff. It's yeah, creepy. I, I mean... Would Conor McGregor actually pick up his wife's name? I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he yeah, hasn't yeah, even yeah. married the woman yet. You know, it's this, yeah, we're yeah, in another right. John Jones situation, like uh, him and his fiance. I mean, we're looking at years and years already. It's been mm-hmm. three, yeah. four years. Work for work for Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. So let's yeah, not. Yeah, uh... but you know, they, that, that's a whole. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking of that Christopher Guest character, the choreographer, who is always speaking about his wife Bonnie. Oh, wait, New York. waiting for Guffman? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, great, great movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's so, talk about, I, yeah. so the rest of the fights. Let's talk about that movie. <laughs> John, what'd you think of Ian Gary? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me what I thought of Waiting for Guffman or the, the other movies that team made. Uh, the, it was good. It was entertaining. I, I was like Eugene. I had the sound off. I mean, I was doing – there was a lot of MMA stories happening in the background. So mm-hmm. I was being inundated with crap on the, the side that I had to take care of. But uh, very good performance. The head kick, I thought the ref was a little late on the stoppage. Maybe I was wrong. But I thought the guy, you know, Rodriguez looked yeah. down. Mm-hmm. He was saying a lot of ground and pound there for a while. Like you're giving that guy a lot of opportunities. This looks like a, a fight from 15 years ago. Uh, but uh, no, it was good. It was entertaining. It was fast. I like that. That's the. I, yep. mean, I think we talked about this was potentially a showcase fight to see what he can do. Yep. And he he now he looks like I mean before I wasn't super sold because I hadn't, I hadn't seen enough that says this guy's 100 percent for real. But now I'm saying he's 100 percent for real, and I'm, he's a. I guess you'd say I care. Well, he should care because Daniel Rodriguez was ranked and Ian Machado was not. He probably mm. just took Daniel Rodriguez number 15 spot, but that yep. just put him inside the top 15. Here, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say something that I don't think is even very controversial, but I think it needs to be said of the influencer fighters. I think there's a more there's a greater upside for Gary than any of the others, and I'm speaking here of Molly Meatball McCann, 
uh, uh, Patty Pimlet and uh, Sugar Shane, whatever his name is. I, I, would, I would agree. And I like the way that the UFC is moving him too. Very slowly. Yep. They are not fast tracking this kid. So well, I like it's, that. It's, it's hard for me to see more of an upside of O'Malley because O'Malley's already positioned himself in a title mm-hmm. shot yeah. and, and, beat, and beat a serious contender, a top, a top three guy in Yon. So yeah, O'Malley's, he didn't win O'Malley's that fight. He didn't win that fight. He, the, whose hand was raised at the end? I don't care. I don't care. That, that's that, was, a, a, so that, that was a gimme. He was he, shocked. He, he was. He's the one. But uh, yeah, he's he's by far the one that's paid off the most. But but part of it is, I guess you know he's. He's performed. The other, you got to give him credit for Pimblet more than anything, and our Molly more than anything, because who have they beaten? And yet they they draw crowds and attention. Mm-hmm. Influencer fighters, the ifs. Yeah, they should be fighting KSI. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say that Ian Gary has definitely separated himself from the pack for sure. He's still. Uh, undefeated and uh he seems to have settled down eugene i think you can and with his next fight i i think you could watch with the sound on okay Um, he's he seems to be uh very understanding of his position too he said in the post-fight interview he does not want to move fast and jump straight to the belt he said and i quote i want to clean out every single person in the top 10 Okay, good for you. Well, yeah, so a lot I, of positive, I, positive mental attitude. Exactly. So he's moving in the right direction, Eugene. I think you'll be mm-hmm. happy. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Next up. Well, it, well, it was inevitable as well. I mean, somebody was going to talk to him. You can't keep using, you know, last fight. We didn't. We came to take over. Next fight. We came to take over. I mean, you can't keep using the same line. So. Uh, next fight, we have Carlos Ulberg. Ihor Potiero was a great win for him. Ihor came in 19 and 3. Carlos Ulberg was only 7 and 1. And he he got that man quickly. Yeah, yeah. He slept him. It was so slick. I had to, I wasn't gonna feel like I had seen it till I saw it in slow motion. That was pretty on the back of the head, too, behind the ear. That was pretty solid. I liked that. John? Yeah, I, I was with Eugene. I missed it the first time when he went in. Well, actually, I saw the replay, but yeah, that didn't. I thought the guy tripped. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, yep, someone. Yep. Yep. I thought the Shogun Hula skateboard came into <laughs> yep. effect again. I thought, oh my God, people got to stop throwing those skateboards in the in the case. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that was. I, 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 it's one of the performances. I look good. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from it. At the same time, though, it's. Uh, let's see him against better competition. For sure. I mean, but yeah. for, for Uberg, that was better competition though. 19 and three up against seven and one. That was, yeah. that was a pretty significant step up for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, Eugenia said something interesting there that t- one, makes me go backwards for a second to Ian Machado Gary. You said the punch that he landed right behind the ear. Did you notice that? And, and you also said, I, I believe John said it was a little slow. Uh, the ref was a little slow to stop Ian Gary um, on Daniel Rodriguez. And you're right. Tan Dan Mergliata was the ref in that. And I made a comment on Twitter. Holy hell, look at all those back of the head shots that Dan just totally ignored. There was at least five of them. If you watch that ending sequence, I mean, you'd have to be blind to miss how many of them landed straight to the back of the head. So this is not a knock on Ian. I mean, it was happening so fast. He had gotten, he had already head kicked him down and just jumped on him and started landing. And to his credit, he was trying to go up under the arm to get to Mm -hmm. the face, but he, you know, the guy was covering. So he ended up landing on the back of the head a lot, a lot, a Mm -hmm. lot. And nothing was said. So, I mean, Come on, refs. You, you gotta you gotta do better. But anyway, well, but but you know, Migliata is a weird cat. He's a creature of the internet, right? So if he gets a lot of grief because of a call, like usually it's he's stopping it too soon. You can be rest assured that the next two or three fights he refs, <laughs> they, they're they're gonna kill you. They, they, Dad's not gonna do anything because he doesn't want to see his name run up the pole. So. That's <laughs> you got to do your homework. <laughs> find out how, how how I mean, study the refs like you study the other fighters because that's determining whether they're gonna they're gonna stop it soon or not. I when I see Mergliata in the cage, I know that if somebody's getting beat, they're gonna get beaten to death before he stops it, and that's just what. If I know it, you should know it. 
All right, next up, old man fight. Tim Means, Alex Morono. You know what Tim Means was winning that fight till he got choked out. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. That is the I story almost, of I, I couldn't, I couldn't concentrate on this fight because, uh, at least for the first half of it, I was confusing Tim Means with Tim Elliott. Oh, and you know, and you know, know. where that's going. <laughs> oh, oh, that's yeah. Uh, but that went. That's the the Chad Dundas, uh, Ben Folks thing. He, they, uh, he was winning the fight until he wasn't. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I missed most of this fight. I missed the whole first round. It was but good. I, I, it was really. It was a good was, fight. I was very happy. I tuned in just in time to see the uh, spinning back fist right into a guillotine. Or, no, yeah, uh, yeah, guillotine hang choke. So yeah. it was. Uh, uh, I thought that was that was entertaining right there. I was amazed that he could pull it off as a as a jujitsu guy. I was amazed that he could pull it off given where they were in the fight and right? the amount of sweat on their body. And uh, if there was ever an argument for shaving your head, that would have been it. Because I think the hair speed bumped him into having to tap on that one. Well, the, the other thing, too, I think because he flailed badly on the spinning back fist and means, you know, went to the smart thing, immediate body lock takedown. He did. You know, he, he didn't he wasn't ready for him to instantly go into a choke. And yeah, that's right. his He's thing. like, let me put my neck out as far as humanly possible right now. And yeah. that's his thing, too. He's very good off of his back. And so yeah. that was a big mistake on Tim Means' part because, you know what, Tim Means was sparking that guy. He yep. was tuning him up, and if it had stayed on the feet, Tim Means would have absolutely won that fight. Um, he would have either knocked him out or just would have brutalized him until the end of the fight. Yeah. I yeah, mean, but... he was putting in work. And that's Tim Means for you. That's the story of his career. He is absolutely phenomenal on the feet and if he's on top he's good on the ground but you know you get up against a real grappler like alex morono and that this is his story mm -hmm. and, and morono's an experience and part of it too just shows you when you fight that long and that much and morono's been fighting he's in his 30s i don't know how many mm -hmm. he's got He's got a lot of, he's got, I don't know, 30 fights or some ridiculous amount. You fight that long, it's like inst instinctual. You know, it's like you, you don't have to stop and think about your next move. He just instantly was there. And yeah. Tim Means has been fighting forever. Yeah, One of I his mean, first forever, fights was ever. against Spencer Fisher. Outside, yeah. the oh wow, yes, dark star, dark star parade. Yes, Spencer Fisher, my I, god. I, okay, I just wanted to, I, I might have, um. Uh, uh, I might have dreamt this, but I thought on the broadcast, didn't they show a clip of him fighting Spencer Fisher? I I saw on the timeline. I I don't I didn't see it on the broadcast, but I, I saw a clip of it roll across yesterday on my timeline. Maybe somebody grabbed it from the broadcast. I don't know, but Tim Means had like white blonde hair, bleach blonde hair. It was yeah. insane. I couldn't even believe I, it was him. He looked like a baby. I mean, Tim Means has 48 fights under his <laughs> belt. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of fights. I remember he, Tim Means came into the UFC, uh, I can't like 2000, like 10, 10, 11 years ago. One of his first fights was, he beat Jorge Masvidal. I remember that. It was one of his first UFC fights. Yeah. Hmm. When he fought Spencer Fisher, it was in 2005. He has been yeah. fighting since 2004, 19 years. Yeah, it's what a, a long career. time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's... Incidentally, now having brought up Tim Elliott, I have to say <laughs> I don't have any sympathy for Elliott. Uh, my heart <laughs> goes out to Kevin. Oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's got the losing record. He not only has he got the losing MMA record and got booted from the UFC as well, but now he's stuck with a problem, right? He was just there for fun and games. Hey, babe, guess what? My husband found out. I'm leaving him. I'm getting divorced. Uh huh. That's that's great. <laughs> so I can move in here now. Uh, yeah, that's great. That's great. Kevin is the guy to feel sorry for. I'm sorry. You misread it. If you want to feel sorry for Tim, you misread it. Tim's a free man, happy, and had a winning record when they got rid of him. So it's Kevin that you should feel sorry for. So anyway, sorry. I think that's hilarious, though. <laughs> I know. I don't think most people have thought about it. Kevin's a two-time loser as far as I'm concerned now. He lost his job and he gained a problem. <laughs> 
Oh goodness, John! You want to weigh in on that? Oh yeah, no, no, I, I I stay out of that stuff. I don't. I partly people, are, you know, partly I don't even trust when um, when someone airs their dirty laundry like that. Mm. I'm like, I'm not even 100 percent sure that this dirty laundry is really yours. You know, you know, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I just because people when they're angry and upset or something, they will they'll they'll air. Oh, I can't believe this person did it. And go, is that the full story? Are we getting the full story right now or not? I don't know. So I I, I try to I basically ignore that personal stuff. Ah, uh, you're you're out of your mind. Yeah, it's hard to ignore. I'm sorry. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I'll tell you what else I enjoy. I enjoyed Matt Brown getting a quick ass right hook on Corp McGee. You know what? Corp McGee before that fight in 16 years and let me see here, 30, 32 fights. He'd only been finished two times. Mm. So Matt Brown at 42 doing that. I think that's pretty remarkable. And I have to go back to something John's always said that when you, Get your old guys that still have name value and you put them in fights like this against another old guy. It's fine. I agree. Mm -hmm. This fight was fine. I enjoyed it. It was great. Yep. I'm going to take issue with you calling him an old guy, but I got you. <laughs> for for the sport, you know. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a good, that's a good fix. <laughs> John. I mean, I like Matt Brown. I enjoyed it. It was a, I mean, obviously the punch hurt the guy. Uh, McGee went down and um, I wasn't even out. I don't think he was, I think he was reacting, but he just couldn't get up. So that, that was, that was a clean punch. I, you know, Brown looks good. I'm not, even when the old guys gets old guys, though, I prefer if they retire. I mean, that's just the way I prefer people save their brain cells, collect their money and go. But uh, the weird thing is the way those sports designed is they're, they're probably making the most money now that they ever made. So, because yeah, yeah, we, we, we yeah. have a system of, you know, veteran status, seniority gets paid more. But, uh, I, I mean, Brown still looks like he has something. And in mm -hmm. a weird way, I think Brown's position should be like, instead of being a gatekeeper for young guys, up and comers, say, listen, my job is to compete against other old guys. But if they can't beat me, they got to get out of the sport. And yeah. I'll go through and I'll be the, I'll be like, instead of the, the Gracie hunter, like Sakuraba, I'll be the old man hunter. <laughs> the, the finisher, yeah. The executioner. Uh, the, 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 cool, the, the cooler. Bill Macy has the cooler. Yeah. All right. I like that. I think it works out. Um, terrible fight. Carl Williams, Chase Sherman. Blech. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch that. I, I, didn't I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't need to know that the crab sandwich was going to taste like crap. I didn't have to eat it to figure that out. So, um, Douglas De Silva, Douglas Silva de Andrade. And I'm using heavy, snarky air quotes here, defeating Cody Stamen. Sorry. I think Cody won. Yeah. yeah. Man, well, I didn't I, care about this fight. I, anyway, I, so. I, I went for, yeah, I was I was watching Twitter when uh, Knuckles Freeman said that we're getting to the Matt Brown fight, and then I tuned in. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mandy Baum, Gion Kim was a good fight. Um, I did not like the result of this one either over the, the split technical decision over the, the down knee, which was clearly not intentional, but oh, well, whatever. Uh, in any event, I didn't like this at all. Um, Brian. Well, you know, they gave and they gave without taking and they, and they, they took her away. <laughs> Brian battle, tough winner. Finally impressive. Eugene. Uh, yeah. He finally gave yes. you your fight. Yes. He finally gave you your knockout too. Fast as hell. Sixth fastest in UFC history at 14 seconds. Finally. Finally. Finally, finally did finally. something. And I still don't care about him. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, son, you really impressed us out there. Yes. And, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to do that like three more times for me. Yes. Care. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But you know what? He's it was a Sage North butt guy. Right. So I just kept feeling like. Uh, I see. I see how you're working with this kid. Want to give? Uh, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. You know, influencer, the influencer fighter thing, hoping to parlay his good looks and all that crap. Uh, but you know, the kid showed up, so that's all right. Um, and finally, uh, Tainara Lisboa had a great debut against Jessica Rose Clark. You know, Jessica Rose Clark has all the tools. She is dedicated. But she has a mental block. She has talked about it many, many times that she gets yeah. the yips 
bad. She, yeah. she goes to a sports psychologist. I think she needs some time away, not only from the UFC, but from the sport, because she's yeah. clearly a little bit worried about getting hit in there or getting finished. Well, you, she should talk to Mike Thomas Brown. I interviewed mm-hmm. him on the old knuckle up and he was talking about his, his journey from fighter to coach. And it, it involved uh, a way station at, you know, sports psychologist. Cause he's like, I got, I'm, I can't, I yeah, I get out there no matter how good I'm, I'm cardioed up the ass and I can't, I, I get, I can't perform. I can kill these guys in practice and I can't. And so eventually they just decided, you know, other sports beckon. He just he he had the belt for like one match and then no two gone. he he had two the, yeah yeah he got the belt off Uriah. They had their rematch. He beat Uriah again. Yeah, wait no, actually didn't he? Um, uh, when he beat Uriah Faber, didn't he get? Uh, he also had a fight with uh, Leonard Garcia. That's him. right. We forget that. Yeah, so he had two titles. He had two. Yeah, I forgot about yeah, Leonard. Yeah. yeah. He did pretty yeah, well, so. but you're right. When he lost the first time after that, that was it. It was a downhill slide for him, and it was fast. Yep, yep. All right, so, Eugene, you know what we need before we get to Dern versus Hill? Crybabies, bedwetters, greedy bread gobblers, malingerers, work-shy individuals, fault finders. This has less to do with your skills and tell ten. Your skills and talents as a fighter have much more to do with the market you have to wait put behind you by a now no longer failed uh, IPO folks at Endeavor. The bald one and or the oofsie. If you don't like being on the don't care side of the equation, the solution is simple. Fight an exciting fight. Until then, don't come crying to us bedwetters. If you recall, last week we actually picked the main event. Because it was actually on last week's card, but it got mm. moved into the main event position here. And my goodness, wow. I mean, that's a choice, but okay. Anyways, we are working from the topology quick sheet from the bottom up. Bout order is subject to change. We start with Timba Gorimbo taking on Takashi Sato at 170 pounds. Don't care. Gents? Don't care. John? No, don't care. All right. Next up, women's flyweight, Victoria Leonardo taking on Natalia Silva. I really like Silva, but this will be a fight where I watch, uh, but I wouldn't recommend. So I'm not going to care, but I'll keep my eye on Natalia Silva. She impressed me the last time I believe she fought. Let me make sure mm-hmm. that I'm looking at the right girl. Yes, yes, yes. She's been, wow. She's been impressive. She, her mm-hmm. first fight in, she beat Jasmine Jasudavicius. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then right after that, she defeated Teresa Bleda, who was that big girl. Oh, yeah. I am going to care about this. This girl's on a very good run. I do care. I'm going to pick Natalia Silva. I know that you mm-hmm. guys probably won't. That's fine. But I do. So I'm picking Silva. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. All righty. John? Uh, I'm... I... I kind of yeah. I mean, it's I, I could play win, don't lose, but I guess I'm not gonna. So I, I don't. Uh, it's just not relevant enough. No problem. Uh, next up, Eugene's gonna laugh. Chase Hooper taking on Nick Fiore at mm. lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got, yeah. We all got better things to do. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Next up, Ilir Latifi versus Rodrigo Nascimento at heavyweight. Do not care. Yeah, boy. Nope. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Latifi. John? Yeah, he just he's he's way out of relevancy. Nope. Don't care. All right. At welterweight, Orion Cochet versus Gilbert Urbina. <laughs> No, nope. no, I don't care. John, uh, this is a really important fight for uh, no, for nothing. No, don't care. <laughs> Eugene Carolina Kowalkowicz is on a two-fight win streak right now, and she is taking on Vanessa Demopoulos. Strawweight fight. Your girl's on a streak. Oh yeah, yeah. Polish power. I'm all right. I'm all right. With that. I and I'm interested. I care. All right, Carolina, on it, John. Not relevant enough for me. Um, I'm going to pass too, but I knew that Eugene would be happy that she's on a streak. I hope I'll she be, continues. I'll be in Poland in September too. So I, I want her to succeed. I love her. 
She mm. is, you know, when she was having her her really bad streak and she broke down in the in the post-fight interview, I believe her last fight that she lost or the one before that. And then when she got her first win and she broke down mm. again, oh man, she she touched my heart. So I'm a big fan of her. I hope she wins and keeps winning. So Yep. Yep. All right. Next up. Maheshate versus Vyacheslav Borshev. This is a lightweight. I don't care. This is way outside relevancy. Yep. Yeah, I'm out. John? I did, were those names, noises? What was that? What fight is that? I don't, I guess I don't, I don't care. I'm not familiar with these guys. All right. We are into the main card now. Michael Johnson versus Diego Fajera. This is a lightweight. Anybody care? I don't. Uh, no. No, no. Next up at 170, Joaquin Buckley versus Andre Fialo. Eh, I don't like it. Yeah, let me pass yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm welcome I'm by that. Okay, John, I assume you're out too, right? Yeah, it's not relevant. Okay. Next up, Emily Ducote versus Lupita Godinez, our loopy girl. But it's at a catch weight of 120 pounds. I, I believe this was like a last minute thing. I love Loopy, but Emily Ducote? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not enough. Yeah, and Emily's, well, Emily was on a three-fight streak, and then she ran into Angela Hill, and she's she lost that one. And yeah. then Loopy, Loopy, I believe she won her fight against Cynthia Calvillo, but she also lost to Angela Hill. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is almost relevant. But I'm gonna pass because, mm. yeah, John. Yeah, it's uh, I guess the, they both they both couldn't beat Hill and Hill's mm-hmm. uh, you know Hill's second tier in the pro. I mean, not trying to be second, but she's yeah, she's a step down in the in the relevancy. So no, it's uh, they're they're not in the. Uh, I, I don't. I'm, winner. This might be moving in the right direction, but I need some movement up to where it's like this fight means something in the division. All right. We get to the co-main event. This is where I care. Edmund Shabazian is taking on Anthony Fluffy Hernandez. And I like this fight a whole lot. Edmund's striking is, I mean, it's undeniable. He's got hammers. He doesn't have much else, but he has hammers for sure. And then you get Fluffy, who is a killer grappler. And he's well-rounded. And he's good. I mean, really, really good. I am a big fan of Fluffy, who beat the absolute breaks off of um, of Josh Fremd. It was a unanimous decision, but man, that was he—he pretty much just beat him from pillar to post. Then he goes in against a super tough Mark Andre Barrio and finished that man with a try an arm triangle. In the third round, after a hard-ass fight, mm-hmm. he did that. Yep. He also guillotined Rodolfo Vieira. Of all people, he guillotined that guy. I am all over this one, and I am picking Fluffy Hernandez. Yeah, Hernandez sounds like the pick. All right, and it's relevant, so. No, not really. Kind of, especially <laughs> at 185. Remember, middleweight. Yeah, middleweight's weak, but these guys, I mean... Uh... Shabazan has like uh, won two of his last five or something, and mm-hmm. he's there. You're talking about guys. If you look at like fight matrix, they're in the mid fifties or something. So it's ooh, it's a questionable fight if it's relevant or not. I just think not, that but... Anthony Hernandez could ha- see serious movement off this. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I well, I think the thing that makes me the only thing that makes me interested is his current streak. Ever since I think it's Holland, Kevin Holland, he lost. Damn yeah, it, I can't remember. That's, that that was his last one. Yeah, so since then he's he's looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it's got me. That's that's got me leaning towards thinking this is a fight worth uh, worth watching. Otherwise, plus he's uh, he's not. He's, is he still young? He's not in his thirties yet, is he? I think he's fairly young. Let me take a look real quick. He is twenty nine. Well, it's starting to get up there. So, but it's in middleweight, so that's still not. That old, but okay. That's the that'll be the deciding factor. He's under thirty. If he would have been over thirty, I'd say we've seen the best as possible. So, uh, and plus, I need something to, to, for this card to to say um, some reason to even be here today. Otherwise, what a waste of getting up this morning. So, I'm going to take uh, Anthony Hernandez. 
<laughs> All right, then we get to the main event. <laughs> Mackenzie Dern taking on Angela Hill at strawweight. I do care about the fight. I like both fighters. Mackenzie Dern has, in my opinion, a little bit more upside, but not much. She has <laughs> phenomenal grappling. However, sometimes she has a problem implementing it, especially if her opponent is tough. And I'm sorry, Angela Hill is tough as nails. And she has worked on her defensive grappling enough to be able to keep Dern from choking her out, I think. Honestly. So you're going to pick Hill? Uh, no, I'm picking Dern. <laughs> I absolutely am picking Dern. I'm just saying that I don't think that Dern will be yeah, able yeah. to finish her. Yeah, okay. Um. Anybody want to weigh in on this? I'm not changing my pick from the last last. You picked Dern, I'm, I'm, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm a big Hill booster, but I don't think I'm also a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, so I, I have allegiances. John picked Dern last time as well, so I'm yeah. assuming you're... I mean, I, I like Hill. I mean, Hill is actually what's funny is we I kind of criticize her record and stuff, but she's a she's the women's division's Matt Brown. Indeed, um, you know, but just, but younger. <laughs> yeah, you know, Matt Brown during his kind of his peak, where actually he was a good, a rated fighter, but mostly, but he also wasn't super high rated because he lost a lot more than other fighters. But he gave you exciting fights, and he could fight top guys, and you didn't feel like you didn't feel like they're throwing someone that shouldn't be in there in there. Right. So, yeah. 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 I, I give her a look, but yeah, I go. I'm going with Dern. But my God, what a you know what a pointless card. We <laughs> could. All right, so right now I have a small topic of conversation. Are you guys ready? Eugene, this is your wheelhouse. I picked this this topic just for you. To access the bonus content of this show, you must be a paid subscriber. To do that, go to bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com and subscribe today. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Podcast Network production. Subscribe at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com. Give us your email and receive notifications when your favorite shows drop straight into your inbox. We're also found on a wide variety of podcast outlets, including SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Music B, RSS Radio, IMDB, and now also found in your app store on apps such as Downcast, the podcast app, iCatcher, Podcruncher, Podbean, and more. Just search for Bloody Elbow Podcast and you will get brand new shows throughout the week, including the Care Don't Care Podcast, the Level Change Podcast, the Hey Not the Face Podcast, the MMA Vivisection Main Card and Prelims UFC Preview Shows, the 6th Round Post-Fight Show, Crooklyn's Corner, The 6th Round Retro, The Show Money Podcast, The MMA Depressed Us, Exclusive Fighter Interviews, and The Return of the MMA Bunker. <laughs>